there's so many like things from the library you can use. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Netflix. And, in a weird way, and yeah. this generation's so yeah. poor that they're all just like, wait, there's free stuff at the library? Yeah. Hell yeah. Just yeah. that's how I started using it. Back in the day, like when I was growing up, they were already like movies are done. No, really? Oh yeah, movie theaters. They're like because by the year 2000, they're like people at most go to three or four movies a year. You just do the math. Jeez. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and that was back then. Now it's like like you said, it's got to be some kind of big. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, because like thing, you know, and even it doesn't, then, does not happen for me. It's like maybe twice. We yeah. had blockbuster video back then, where mm-hmm. you actually had to yep. get up yep. and leave and like go get a movie. Now, like if we want to watch a movie, there is literally everything on YouTube. Like YouTube movies, yeah. That's uh, I rent all my movies from YouTube now. Yeah, or like Netflix or, or Amazon Plus. or like. You, you I'm still old school, man. I still pirate stuff. And oh, oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I was a cord cutter yeah. way back then. I, yeah. I didn't understand why why any of this. I stuff do too, is and that and that stuff influences like the movies I watch because it's like, oh, I really want to watch this movie, and yeah, then you look I'm it up and find it. it. Oh, it's not online. Oh, I don't want to watch this movie yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All these paywalls going up, I just don't really care oh, for I know. it. So I end up just every now and then I've got to yeah. well, I've got to slum it and go to yeah. You know, start I try, streaming it from somewhere. I try to every once in a while, I like, go to Amazon and do the whole renting, like you know, put more money in Bezos's pocket, whatever, but do it <laughs> right. the right way. But yeah. you know, yeah. most of the time I'm just like uh, such and such stream. Here it is for free in its entirety. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I, I have like too many subscriptions right yeah. now, like. I uh, I realize how many subscriptions I have whenever I have to cancel my credit card because it's, it's been. I, my credit cards get it, they get oh, taxed yeah. like every six months. Oh yeah, so some you gotta get a new one. Yeah. Takes my yeah. money, so I have to get a whole new card, and so I start getting those like, oh, your payment's been, uh, uh, it didn't go through. I'm like, oh, I still have a subscription with VRV. <laughs> I called one time because I got declined somewhere, and I was like, okay, what's going on? I called it. The bank said, uh, you know, this is your balance, and then your available balance is negative $999. Oh, my God. I was like, what? I mean, it was a heart attack. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, you call them, and they're like, well, that's just what's putting a hold on the account. And I'm like, I think you could probably do it different. You can can word (laughs) that differently. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. I'm like, could you just, like, make it not work and tell me I'm down a million dollars that I don't have? Yeah, well, that's, like, the last time I went to the bank, they were like, would you like, um, uh, what's it, the overdraw? Mm-hmm. The overdraw overdraw protection, fees, yeah. yeah, overdraw yeah. protection, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "You mean where you charge me twenty five bucks every single time I spend a yeah. dollar?" Mm-hmm. It's technically illegal. Yeah, yeah. it's they, straight yeah. up thievery. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're Use stealing laws, my man. money. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, like, it's, just te- it's just technically a loan for like a thousand percent. Yeah. Per mm-hmm. day. It's like Louis C.K. has a great a bit where he's like, you know, if I don't have any money, then you take more money. <laughs> It's and all it, costs, yeah. man. I have if not. I have, I have not ten dollars. Yeah, if I, I wish I had nothing. A ton of money, I get to make interest. So you're, you're like, you just take this poor guy's money, give mm-hmm. it to this rich guy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just. I can't even. I hate eating out sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anymore, I'm just like, why, why? Yeah. Why did I give you ten more dollars? Yep. Mm-hmm. It really tastes good though. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't yeah, have to cook. Good. Yeah, no. That's, that's why Uber me. Eats is the best. So mm-hmm. convenient. Okay, mm-hmm. I usually just say, hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Brad from UFB, just like I'm doing right now. Cool. And yeah. I, this is going to be the intro. And uh, I'm sitting here flying solo with... Brian. And then... Uh, Nicholas. And y'all are from... We are from the Oki Show Show podcast. And they're just chilling here with me today on the UFP. And uh, we're just going to sit here and talk about... Y'all got a hold of me and you're wanting to talk about like what you're wanting to do... Yeah. ...for the new season. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind just finding out what y'all do? Let's just, just shoot the shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just dive in. Like, what? What Down have y'all been? Them. Y'all, y'all been? How long have you been doing this? Like, the Okie Show Show is just a podcast, right? 
It's it's just a podcast. Or is it more than that? Well, it's kind of become it's a, a lifestyle. Lot more. It's a <laughs> lifestyle. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Um, so the Okie Show Show is it's a podcast that talks about um, kind of goes behind the scenes of the Oklahoma film and music industry, and then we also like we, over the we started in 2015, mm-hmm. and over the years we've started to kind of expand into Texas and New Mexico and. Regional you know, places. Regional places. areas. So yeah. now it's the heartland yeah. of, of America. That's right. The five-state region. Yeah, yeah the okay. entertainment industry that happens all in that region. There's a lot of stuff that happens. And um, so we have conversations with different industry pros and different, um, you know, people of authority within the entertainment industry. And then we take the knowledge that we've that we've built through these interviews and these conversations and stuff, and then we put them into practice by creating sketches, which is kind of Nick's main area of expertise. He's our... Uh, mm-hmm. Writing. 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 Yeah, he's, writing. he's our writer's room leader. Yeah. And um, so we we write and then produce little sketches, and we try to give students and young people, you know, opportunities for be able to be able to actually have real-world experience on... On, like, a low-key uh, yeah. set where we try to run it professionally but at the end of the day we're just making silly stuff yeah. so it's just like yeah, that's kind know. of the point isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're having agree, fun yeah. but the cool yeah. thing is like we all of us in the writer's room and all the people in the production side of things like we all have on-set experience on actually large-scale sets and stuff so mm-hmm. we do get to bring that aspect of you know we're not we're having fun but it's structured fun, right? Just like they would do in the real movies and stuff. And Brian has okay. perfected the art of getting a good craft service spread. Like, Dude, like I take the, care of our crew. The, the craft <laughs> service we have on these like little sketches, it, compared to like even like you know some of the bigger movies I've worked on, it's just like this is it's legit. He he knows how to get people to come That's help right. out. <laughs> he knows food is the way to people's heart. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, any gatherings like that, it's always right? catering. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's People all about get the hungry. food, man. People yeah. are going to get hungry. I've done a music video once, not like shooting it myself, but like that's what I, my, that was my job. I cook the food for everybody that's here. And mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, it's it's just, it takes a lot of burgers, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. It's important. Like I call it the, the morale department Yeah, on set. Like yeah. the craft services and catering and stuff. Like if you don't have good food and just good snacks and stuff, like your, your crew's going to get pissed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, because, time of day goes by. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, and we people got to eat. Yeah, and we do these sketches, and you know, God bless the people who we work with, because a lot of times it's just, hey, can you come volunteer a few hours of your Saturday and everything, and help us out. And so, just having those snacks is just like a nice little benefit. You know, someone eventually they'll be like, why am I here? What am I? Doritos. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's just beef that little jerky. beef jerky. What? It's just that little nice. We like to take care of the people who. Uh, come and play with us. Yeah. So, us so what are you having people do when you have them come out? Depends on... Always, or is it just depends on what it is? Depends like. on what it is and who they are. Like, if they have uh, crew experience and they're just, you know, wanting to help out and maybe, you know, dig in a little bit more than they would be able to. It could be just, like, set. sound or yeah, just, it could be, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. move this thing. Yeah, or, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, our grip department. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we had yeah. a, a, a guy come in on our last sketch who just really helped us out moving around and everything, and it really, really uh, helped. And uh, Or just people coming in and just like, hey, can you be a quote-unquote script supervisor, you know, just mm-hmm. making us sure. stay on track and everything. And just... Uh, just really whatever needs doing. If we need a person to walk through in the back of a scene or slip on a banana Connection. peel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So go do that. Go <laughs> yeah. do that. That's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff. I would, 
what do, what do, what do you do with like the podcast though? Do you just talk about the stuff that you come across? Like you said, you talk about like regional yeah. stuff. Like you just meet people in the industry and they're on the podcast. We try each episode. We try to focus in on a, one specific topic within the entertainment industry. So like uh, we have an episode that's about to drop that is talking about the local 484 union, the filmmakers union. Um, and with that, whenever you're talking to any union person, it always ends up being a lot about safety sure. and, you know, red Work flags. And what's it, yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing. You know, we've had episodes where we focus on, um, uh, like the Me Too issue, which was, that's, I feel like that's probably our most important episode. Yeah. <laughs> that, and there's another episode, it's one of my favorites where we talk about uh, what it's like to actually try to have a family while you're doing, while you're pursuing your dreams in the entertainment industry. That's kind of hard to do because you're working 12 sure. to 14 hours a day, up to six days a week on these movie shoots and stuff. You're on the road all the time. How do you manage to stay married? Yeah, and have yeah kids? I mean, you got to watch a kid. It's a challenge. Yeah. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I just dropped one off. So right, yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's how, that's the nature of the show. Yeah, and then along with good. that, you know, we've talked about puppeteering. We just had an episode with uh, um, one of the puppeteers from Sesame Street talking about yeah. how to get involved in in the puppeteering world. There's a puppeteers guild. I didn't even know that until we had that conversation. <laughs> so <with them>. uncultured. <laughs> so, but freaking yeah. cool. And then they actually played, we played a, an improv game with puppets, which is something that we do at the end of every episode. We play improv. I come from an improv background. Nick has been forcefully brought into the improv world. Very roughly, just yanked yeah. right into it. And really? our, our uh, <laughs> Nick here, guest co-hosts quite often, but our main co-host, Kelly Lawson, uh, she is she's an improv performer of like 10 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. She and I kind of came up together playing improv. So what we do at the end of every episode is we take bits from our conversation and then we'll create improv scenes. And then I get to have the fun of adding sound design and stuff <laughs> for the podcast. That's, what, that's what he nerds out about. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this this uh, most recent episode, I just got to, we, we ended up improvising like this action sequence. So I added like all these fighting punch sounds and guns and stuff. It's pretty fun he's a renaissance man but he's a sound guy through and through yeah at his core whenever we do our sketches he's like "Ooh, the time for the sound edits yeah it's just like, hey it's <laughs> man you can lose yourself into it oh uh, dude yeah, i yeah. freaking love it yeah. man I, well because i i do on location audio for a lot of the different features that come through and then commercials and documentaries and stuff but then i also do post audio as well which is why kind of transitioning into you know producing a podcast was actually kind of Easy because it was within my wheelhouse. Yeah, and um, so like right now I'm doing the sound design for this this uh, dinosaur action movie. It's a movie that you'll never see. It's like it's for a foreign market kind of thing. It's sure. literally the dialogue is all in Mandarin. So I've been editing dialogue in a different language that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Just living like, the dream. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that has said something about going over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then like context yeah. clues yeah and then i get to uh build like all these dinosaur sounds and stuff it's been so much fun so cool mm -hmm. so do you guys do more improv or do you do more um like stuff on like free through your, your film industry or through the podcast i would say that we do more stuff that that pertains to film industry than anything yeah we, um sometimes we'll have on a musical guest or kind of we're shifting a little bit towards more entertainment um i mean just because uh okc has a great film market and community but you know it's 
little on the small side. So oh, sure, sure, he's, yeah. he's been doing this for years. So he's gone through, you know, a lot of the main people and everything. So now we're kind of branching out into like, you know, musicians, comedians, that type of thing. Yeah. So where do you all do improv at? I'm sure there's, there's an OKC improv. There is literally a place called OKC yeah. improv. It's in the Plaza district, uh, off of 16th street. Um, wherever that is between May and, or no, between next, Penn next and to Empire. Classen. Yeah. Next to Empire mm-hmm. pizza. And uh, OKC Improv is fantastic. Like they, I'm in a troupe that plays there. Just played there last night. Playing there again tonight, and um, they do all sorts of really cool stuff. Like they have a lot of really great outreach programs for our vets and for you know people with uh, autism and people that are on the spectrum and stuff. It's just really really sure. cool. And then you know beyond that, that we just do straight comedy. You know, just yeah. improv comedy. Sometimes same thing, like sketches, line. whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're starting to get more into sketch. Most of most about ninety percent of what they do there is all just improv. Do they and do any? Is there stand up there or is there? There's not any stand up there. Not yet. Most of the stand up around here, um, we have the Looney Bin, and then we have the Bricktown Comedy Club, which is new. Uh, and then we have a couple little hot spots where there's mics and you know all sorts of different uh, places where you can work on your stand up sets and stuff. But um, Okay, so improv doesn't really do stand up just yet. We've been trying to, yeah, you know, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll they'll just, get there. Just push them that way. Mm-hmm. Just give them a nudge in that direction. So, so, how long have you both been doing this type of stuff? Like, have you been well always in the field of ministry? You said you're kind of newer to this. Yeah, I'm a little newer to this. Whenever he said we created this and whatever, he this sure. is Brian's baby. Like okay. him, and then him and Kelly Lawson. <laughs> Really helped raise it because Kelly's a mom to everybody, I guess. <laughs> she, had, yeah. Yeah. she uh, literally has, has three kids. You could tell what season we're on based on how many children she has. Yeah, that's the running joke. And so, I understand. I, and yeah. so I came on. I think after the forty-eight hour film fest in what was that 20? 2017, I 2017. think. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Like we, uh, we had worked on a couple projects together. Um, I was doing mostly PA or work or locations. He was, you know, off doing sound stuff and just being in a corner and complaining that things were too loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's all wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I can hear everything. And it's like, who's that crazy dude over there? But then he invited me to help, uh, write the 48 hour, um, sketch that we did the office case and ended up winning a bunch of awards at the festival. And it was just like, okay, cool. This seems like a, we got a good thing going here. And then his, he had already started uh, branching out into sketches and then just kind of brought me into the fold. And then, you know, my, then I started, you know, taking out the people I needed to take out to rise to the top. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the yeah. He's really room. been sleeping his way to the top. <laughs> just, yeah. just with Brian over and over yeah. again, just like, okay, can I run this yet? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so about two, three-ish years now. So what were you doing before? Are you from Oklahoma? I'm from you? Oklahoma. I've worked in uh, the film industry. I did a lot of PA stuff. Uh, like I said, worked on sets kind of like that. But then I've also kind of mixed it up with I worked at a production company in Tulsa uh, Kirkpatrick and Kenslow uh, where I got to write and direct like videos and commercials Um, so I've generally been around film uh, my whole life and with kind of caveat divots into you know retail work and everything like that is that that some area you've ever gotten into is like uh, oil and gas and commercials and stuff like that you know well yeah so many Mm -hmm. like I don't want to say ads but 
you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's yes, yeah. That's a, I think like most of the people around here that the work in the film industry, film industry, like most of us got our start working for a smaller production company. Mm-hmm. I started out working at a place called Grapevine Media, which I don't think is I in existence heard of anymore. That. Yeah, but we we did a lot of oil and gas ads sure. and stuff going out onto the sites and public service announcements. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not really. And uh, yeah, wearing our hard hats and our our. You know, you go into like some of the industrial warehouses and stuff, and you got to wear that that annoying beard mm-hmm. cover yeah, cover yeah. thing. It's oh, like yeah. a hairnet for your beard and all the paperwork. Yeah, it's like we're not responsible for this because this. if you've got a great big bushy beard, <laughs> you got to cover it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where did you get? Uh, are you are you from Oklahoma here as well? I, or are you I, transplant? At this point, I, I I'm technically a transplant. I moved here from Turkey. Uh, my family was in the military, so we moved okay. around quite a bit. My wife's army brat. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, Born yeah, yeah. in Germany. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. I was an uh, Air Force brat, and so we lived in Turkey before here, and I moved here in 96. So at this point, I'm from Oklahoma. Like, that's, I, yeah, that's yeah. that's her same story. They were all around in yeah. 94, 95. It's been here very, ever since. Yeah. Every once in a while, we still give them a weird look, though. Just like, yeah. no, like, you ain't not from really. around here. You ain't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not really. But yeah. Little, you ain't a true Okie. There's little <laughs> moments where, like, I, I'll, like, uh, I have, like, little uh, accent things that come out of, like, I don't, like I say, both with an L. Both. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's not a thing here. No, it's not. No, but I get everybody you. Everybody says I, yeah. both. <laughs> both. I say both. So did you live on base? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Into the yep. Gary Turkey, man. Yeah. Yeah. We actually got into some uh, weird talk about some like production stuff. It was uh, it was stuff that would come on just f- the I can't remember the channel, but there was the channel that the you get on base and it was like, you know, American stuff. <laughs> the the three like, channels. Yes. The three channels. And it was <laughs> yes. like uh, she was looking up. Uh, they were like songs and stuff for people in the army or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, when we were needed, yeah. we were there, you know, that type of stuff, you know, oh, and it's man. all very, you know, morale. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> when you live on base, especially when you're in a foreign country, uh, like, and especially when you're living in a foreign country, that's like the middle East and stuff like that. Like it's very, there's a leave it to beaver aspect of being a kid on base. It's, it's all in all black and white. Perfect. Everything's right? in black and white. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's funny. Cause like, you know, whenever we lived on base, uh, me and all the other kids, we'd play street hockey nonstop. Like it was like the sand lot, but it was street hockey. Uh-huh. And, and there was, was a beast and there was a beast. <laughs> yeah. And he took our, our hockey puck. Oh, we, we lost that puck, eh? Yeah, but uh, like you know, we over would, the backyard fence. You know? We didn't. We didn't watch. Like I, we we moved back to the states, and all these kids were talking about like, hey, did you see Chucky and like you know all these other you know movies from the early nineties and stuff? And stuff yeah. yeah, and I had no idea what was what anyone was talking about because everything that we had over there, it was literally you know like um, it was literally. Leave it to Beaver and the Andy Griffith show and like Carol Burnett show and like all you these. You really didn't know color. Classic, yeah. All these classic TV shows. Wow. Like everything on that Boomerang channel that they have oh, now. Yeah. Like oh, Nick yeah. at Night had yeah. more than what you were. I love Lucy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, that was, those were all of my pop culture references whenever I came to the States. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. That explains yeah. so yeah. much. Did you Lucy. go through like a Captain America period where you're like writing down cultural references to check out? A, a little, little bit, bit. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, know what any of these kids are talking about. But we, we remember uh, Pogs? Oh, yeah. 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 So we had that. And then we, we were, my brother and I were really into X Men trading cards. Okay. So we had books what? of X Men trading cards. Yeah. Okay. And this was back in the 90s X Men when, when we did have the X Men animated series. Yes. So, but, so, but you guys couldn't get your hands on Pokemon. We could. Pfft. 
<laughs> I don't think that was around yet. Right? That, not in the 90s? I don't know. This that was, was late, that yeah. was late 90s. Okay. That was like 99, okay. 2000. Back in the Oregon and then Trail you get days. like your so before, uh, South Park episode about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then that's when it happened. That's yeah. the first time I actually really... When we left about the Pokemon. States, Beavis and Butthead, I think, had just become a thing. <laughs> and yeah. we were not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. No, no, that was bad. And like to this day, I don't think I've ever seen a Beavis and Butthead episode. There's not really much to it. Yeah. It's mostly music videos. <laughs> like yeah. they're sitting there like like just us sitting on the couch and they're watching music videos. And they go like this is dumb. Yeah. That's it. Oh, like I think oh. I've seen little yeah. clips yeah, of like this. And then every now and then there's yeah. like ten minutes of mm-hmm. something in between. Yeah. That's it. That and Ren and Stimpy, I was just like, I don't God, Ren and Stimpy. I don't get this. It's not funny to me. Yeah, I didn't really like Ren and Stimpy either, but it was always like on when you didn't have anything else to watch yeah. type of thing. You oh, know? Yeah. And you're like, I guess, you know. But now my, that I look back on it, I'm like, what the hell was that? Oh, man. Powdered Toast Man? Yeah. I still can I sing Log. Know. I can sing the Log song in my head yeah. right now. Or just, you know, right now, But I'm not going to do it. My mom and dad would give us VHS tapes of, uh, we would have a relative in the States that would record the old Looney Tunes episodes onto a VHS. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we, we had like a full VHS of like all these Looney Tunes episodes. So we would watch Looney Tunes on VHS. We had the same thing. We moved when I was younger and my uh, grandfather would just like, Turn the Cartoon Network on to just record it for hours and I, hours. I had and the give Disney Channel. Yeah, nice. When I was a little kid, yeah, someone yep. did the same thing. Yeah, you just get your six-hour tapes. That's right. And so you That's got, right. so you really got to know like those specific oh, episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot. I mean, that was all you had back then. Like mm-hmm. especially with a uh, much less of it was like Disney Channel or even like being not there. Like mm-hmm. it was just rural Oklahoma. It was like three channels mm-hmm. for the longest time, yeah. and then we had like ten. Now, you know, now it feels like there's too much. Like, there's too much yeah. to keep up with. Yeah. I'm working oh, yeah. my way through. I, we got the uh, Disney Plus, and so I have been watching Rebels. Like, I've just been marathoning Rebels. Mm-hmm. and then there, But there's, like, a crap load of other shows that I I have no idea about. How many of them are set in the Star Wars universe? Okay, so there's Rebels. I've watched a little bit of Clone Wars, but Clone Wars is like a rabbit hole because there's no... They're they're episodic, mm-hmm. you know. So there there's no like through arc really. Mm-hmm. Was that the one that came out way back in the prequels, Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah, after? yeah, yeah. With Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and I always Obi-Wan. like thought of that wasn't as like oh, that's the stuff I wanted to actually see in the movie. Right, that's the thing that blows my mind. How is it that the TV shows are so, the the kids TV shows are wildly better than the feature films? Well, I mean, I never like ever since then. It seemed like that's what they did. Like for any any in but you know there's always like an in between the the movies yeah you know for, with Star Wars I'm like okay what's happening yeah everyone comes up with oh what are we gonna see next you'd see none of that mm-hmm. right none of it be in the movie all of this cool like, stuff oh, cool oh all right and some of it's not even in those but like now they definitely do like split it up yeah into different franchises I just don't go there anymore. <sighs> Star Wars makes me sad. It, the it, movies make me sad. It's also pretty obsessive. So if you want to, you might need to cut this off at a certain point because he'll because he'll <laughs> he'll go. Oh no, I will no, too. I will too. I mean, because what's crazy is, um, you know, like just trying to find the original. Yeah, mm. you know, they're yeah. they're out there. I I, have I them. still have yeah. my VHSs. I do too. I yeah. almost gave them to my niece as a Christmas present, and then I realized that she's not going to appreciate. Yeah, you know what's pe- <laughs> what really pisses me off is like the very end of those, or not the very end, but like you're watching those videos and you'll turn them on and they'll go. You know, check out Star Wars one last time. I'm like, yeah, this was like '94. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, one last time, time I asked for the third time. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I I still haven't seen the new one. 
Uh, you're not missing anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, did, I didn't get into the whole, you know, this is the end. This is the one last time. I'm sorry. It's I, like, no, know. it's not. You're uh, going to do your Avengers with it. It'll be a yeah. new phase of Star Wars movies. There's no end to this. Nick, did not. you see Rise of Skywalker? I have not yet um, because right, you yelled not. at me too much about <laughs> Last Jedi. <laughs> I, yeah, you, didn't, I, you didn't care for that. Either. I still enjoy Not that. A I, it has its flaws. I still enjoy that movie, and Brian hates it with a passion. So. Well, you know, here's I, the thing, I, I'm kind of in the middle on that. You know, yeah. like I think you're both right. Mm -hmm. Here's like, the thing: just, you're you're, ugh, cool you're, parts, you're a great but, Jedi yeah. in this one. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is Deep this, is, this is what you've opened. This is the Pandora's. But bottom. here's the thing, Nick. You'll appreciate this. Okay. After watching Rise of Skywalker and seeing the full arc, I uh -huh. will say, the Last Jedi is the best of the three. Now, with now that bar is with, yeah, how, how you've talked about it, that's really almost an insult to, the whole, <laughs> to these last the three movies. Yeah, the bar is low. I enjoy it. I like as a Ryan movie, Johnson. I will say it's the best of the three. Nice. Okay. Uh, to me, none of it tracks. No, no it doesn't. It doesn't. None of it tracks it's, whatsoever. It's all like, unnecessary. This whole trilogy was unnecessary. You know, like, why would I be doing this? What's yeah. going on? What? You just What's my everything. I, yeah. Who's Ray? Who's Finn? Who's put? What are these names? Who these cares? are sounds. This sounds, yeah. And you know what I was really pissed about? I was at this stage before all those movies came out. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, then Return of the then, Jedi then is the not Force the Awakens best. I know, but The Force Awakens happens. Everyone saw the trailer. My wife is like, oh, my God. You know, you hear the, nah, nah, yeah. I mean, your heart gets pulled. We mm -hmm. all start loving it. And I'm, I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. And then she kept showing me a trailer. I'm like, okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. And then, you know, J.J. Abrams in his glory, like he does a great job in that first of just, whatever he Of does. just doing a balancing yeah. act. Yes. Like that, yeah. And it's really impressive how he balances it. He's like, you got nostalgia, but the new stuff. But then in the end, you're just like, okay. At the but, same time, talking about like a bar, yeah. there's a bar and he like barely leaps over yep, it. That's yeah. it. He, I mean, just like, it's like he should have just knocked the pole over. Yeah. Yeah. But he does, and then, oh, this is so awesome. He did a Star Trek, too. I hate those Star Trek movies. <sighs> oh, what? I love those Star Trek oh, movies. You know what? So, I, I love the first one. I love the second one. I love the, the third one. Yeah. I But I I went into the third one, and I hated it five seconds in. <laughs> now, this is Defeating why. Defeating the yeah. enemy with well, the power of rock and roll. Track. It's the same thing. I yeah. go in. It's a Star Trek movie. This is James T. Kirk. He loves space. He loves being a captain, and he wants to quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the new Picard? Uh, I've only seen the first episode. Yeah, same um, here. I like it. At the same time, I'm like, why did we need to heap this pile of shit onto Picard? Didn't yeah. he have enough problems? <laughs> didn't, he got didn't abducted he have by Wolf the board. Yeah. Nine, you know, yeah. I mean, like he just like massacred half a Starfleet once. I don't think he needs to take anybody else out. They yeah, have some mm -hmm. troubles weighing on his shoulders. <laughs> but I guess so. Uh, but I guess we're gonna see that. So yeah, so with troubles too. Yeah, I I, yeah. I was like, man, God, and and I was really a little confused. Like, the Romulan that was the stuff that happened in the J.J. Abrams world. The right, Romulan supernova. They're trying to mm -hmm. marry the two, the Calvin timeline oh, with the main timeline. Rick Berman type yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, so it's like, I don't know. Do we need to? I don't Do we really know. Need to? I mean, like, I kind of feel the same way about. I I got to watch the next episode because like the first episode of Picard was a little underwhelming for me because it was kind of like. You know, you it's get those nostalgic it's moments. Yeah. It's a pilot, yeah. right? Yeah. But, we'll uh, see, you know. Uh, but the Mandalorian's pilot was perfect. You're listening. Perfect. To, listening to talking Star Wars. Well, I mean, you kind of have to nowadays. I mean, it's it's everything. Like, mm -hmm. I yep. I love a lot of these franchises. Not even just yeah. Star Wars. Yep. 
but it's everywhere. It's all, you know, Marvel stuff. I'm Comic curious books. what's going to happen with this next, was it phase four? Of yeah, Marvel? Phase whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, I it, mean, like, it's going to start getting weird. In game yeah. was like, you know, in game has its issues, but I feel like they did the best wrap up yeah. of that entire 10 year. I feel, I, I thing. felt, I felt satisfied with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, great. where do I mean, you go they, from there? They, yeah. For the for the set of characters that they have, and I, I mean I'm gonna piss off Marvel fanboys here or girls, <laughs> but yeah. I mean for the group of characters that they have had and used and milked off these movies, I mean amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Because um, no no offense, I don't care about any of these people. Right, <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I never cared about Hawkeye. No, <laughs> I never cared about Scarlet uh, Witch or the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow. I kind of did some of that stuff. Like Scar- I knew Scarlet Witch was uh, Son of Magni. You know, I know all that nerd shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nobody cared. Nobody cared yeah. about Thor. You know? No. I mean, to a, to a degree. Ant, yeah. You know? Yeah. I totally did. Yeah. I, I was totally clamoring did. for years for Ant-Man. Not really. I didn't care. I mean, but I knew shirt. what he was. I was a nerd that was really into that stuff. I never thought they were going to make a movie about it. <laughs> you know? I actually really dug Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I, I love Paul Rudd. Oh, What's wrong? Great. He's, great. <laughs> he's the best part of Endgame. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, easily. I don't think he's in it enough. I yeah, I, any of that stuff. Yeah, I have not seen the sequel or whatever the Oh Ant Man and, and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that, but yeah, it's pretty good. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to now. That's like yeah. the most of the most of the stuff, and like that's why people they kind of complain about you know movies, right? In yeah. general, being all that stuff. You're talking about the Irishman. You know, mm-hmm. right. when we first got in here and, you know, Scorsese ripping on the this and that. And yeah. Directors, other do, others do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting how much pop culture rules just are, like, it, it occupies so much of our brain power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like all of this pop well, culture consuming. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, all entertainment. True. Life's need- tough, man. I want to distract yeah. myself. I Seriously. Like- Show me that new Iron Man 7. I think that's what a lot of, I mean, you, you mentioned something about like, uh, you know, this generation's so poor. I'm like, hell, man, I mean, you just go home and play a game and keep yourself yeah. occupied. That's what I do. Yeah. Shout out to Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really, I never even played that. I'm, that's, that's I like, am in a deep like, dive, a second like playthrough. Uh, game, uh, what was it, Grand Theft Auto 3 of this generation, it kind of seems yeah. like. Did anyone ever play yeah. that? Now, are you playing Red Dead Two. 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 Okay. Open world, just completely immersing yourself in the West. Yeah. It's it's good. It sounds like where I'm from, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah. You just go out and you're riding a horse and Dude, yeah. I will say like I'm just I'm, just, I'm loving yeah. hunting. I don't like hunting in real life. I love hunting oh, in the yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. And I was playing Red Dead on PS3. Like there's a point where you go through the Great Plains area and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm home. This is Turkey. Yes. You're driving to my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get the. I mean, to a degree, like this, the suckiness of like people wanting to just do everything with Marvel movies and yeah, that that type of thing. I get it, but now everything's now everything's in shows, mm-hmm. right? You know. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if it needs to be. Like, yeah, I don't some know. Of these That's things, a really. It's like, been a really that interesting... That was the argument um, at the first, wasn't it? Like, we were yeah. like, oh, this needs to be a show. Right. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a short thing. It needs to be longer. Yeah. yeah. And now, now we're like, now we're on the ass end of that, and we're like, I don't know. if Did that need to be a show? Yeah. yeah that I could have just like been a miniseries. The, uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting, like, the way that the, the film industry has kind of shifted over the last couple of years, where, I mean, features, just feature films, standalone feature films, um, 
it's uh, they're just kind of losing popularity because it's so hard to get people to come out to the movie theater and then make money off of it. Yeah, yeah. And like even the binge model is starting to wane. I think because mm -hmm. um, like with Disney Plus and with HBO, that with the streaming services and stuff, the the these executives are starting to realize that to to continue to be in the conversation for a long amount of time, you want to like everyone's already done talking about The Witcher. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. people yeah. are still talking about the Mandalorian and people are still talking about Game of Thrones. And I, and that, plus the, you know, I hear people like, you know, kind of hash these two out, but it's like, is it worth it to just dump it all at once? Well, and I can also say like, as a filmmaker, that has got to be the most frustrating thing in the world to just slave away for the past year to build drop it all. 10 episodes. And then within a week, people are like, where's more? Yeah. We, can we, can we have more? We, what? I just gave you but see, that's, 10 that's, hours that's, of content. <laughs> sure, but that's like the weirdo that like, you know, leveled everything up within the, the day the, came, the yeah. game came out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like most everybody's month, yeah. two months, six months, year later or whatever. But, but like you're missing out on all that togetherness. Everyone talks yeah. about that, like with Game of Thrones, you know, like that was mm -hmm. going to be the last one, which I don't think it is. No, but no, there, I think there's something. already no. like two spinoffs. I mean, already, Mandal already Mandalorian popped up, and everyone was like, "Ooh, Mandalorian!" Yeah, like, now, there's, there's going to the be more of these God shows. And everybody is watching. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know, like Game of Thrones, but it could be. Yeah, you know, that's what sucks about something like that is like you kind of give it, you kind of give it air and years yeah. and seasons and things. I still but, haven't watched the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it it kind of has like a lost thing about it to where like yeah, I they don't even want to watch Lost yeah, they, they, because they, like I already know it. it's more they, about the, the journey sucks right? I, yeah I guess <laughs> it is it is just like Lost I start doing time travel it's real weird Arya shows <laughs> up in like, yeah, flash forward turns yeah. out the dragons yeah. were in a snow globe the whole time mm -hmm. then Arya pulls out an iPad and ends the war well, like, whenever I found out that the the one who's crowned king is just the kid who's been sitting on his ass for the entire series yeah we crown you king and what now, did you do to, to earn this? Think about writing, man. Like, yeah, no, and and, and none of those wasted. scenes earned it. Like every one of those episodes in the last season was like they they were like handing it to you, like, look, we've finally done it. And it's like you haven't earned this at all. Yeah. Like, but why? I saw the three eyed raven. Oh, I think there's something about the big screen, mm -hmm. and yeah. like, like when you go to a movie, it's got to be impactful. Yeah, not mm -hmm. not that it's got to be like a thriller or anything, but just like whatever you're watching, it's got to be. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, I, yeah. I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like these shows, like they went to the, they went like with Game of Thrones and they just changed everything from like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. for some, I don't know if they did that for all of them, but there's some, like there's some of those scenes you're like, this is made for a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is not a TV show. Right. right. This is a great shot. This is a oh, great dude. cinematography. This, this scene where Arya is running through the, the the town and things blowing up and it's all one shot. And I'm like, that's amazing. It's not yeah. a show. It's the, supposed to be on the, that's supposed to be on the big screen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Enjoyed, I am here to eat dialogue yeah. and, and, <laughs> and facts and, and story and, and all goings ons and seeing things. Mm -hmm. None of that happened. No. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, seriously, like if you're going to waste time, yeah, like it's like, I thought the whole point, like talking about Netflix I see a lot of like, there's really amazing things that come out on Netflix, but then there's some just like, not great stuff. Like the budget on <laughs> this stuff is like, okay, you know, yeah. and not, not to, you know, knock the work or anything, but it's just like, it's, yeah, you could have kept this one, you know, yeah. or it's like, just, it's just, I feel like barely Netflix, that bar, mm -hmm. you know? Netflix is making so much money from all those subscription fees that they keep raising. 
Yeah. They're just like throwing content. Netflix can take a loan out all, all at once and then they can raise <laughs> subscription fees. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like that's really how, who's going to buy them? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. somebody's got to do it. Is it going to be a movie company? <laughs> yeah. Apple. Well, <laughs> Amazon. Like, I don't think it matters anymore. It doesn't really have to be a movie thing anymore. Yeah. It can just be like you say. Apple, yeah. Disney. Oh, jeez. Why would they? Yeah, but I, I would Disney's see Disney's going to rule the planet eventually. Like, have you seen those uh, those memes that are like, 2020, Disney acquires Fox. <laughs> you know, I've seen enough South Park with you know, the Mickey the Mouse coming yeah. in. Mm-hmm. He's, like a, he's basically like a mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get <laughs> it. <but. laughs> yeah, I've seen too many of that. But it's uh. just like, yeah, that's, I mean, why? I don't, you're talking about like not enough time. It's like, I can't sift through that stuff. Right. You know, I'm going to, there's too much stuff. I'm going to hang out for the one thing that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Or I know I've heard about like Mandalorian. Yeah. I know Yep. I'm kind of, I kind of take the same approach that I, and the whole star Wars franchise. I kind of applied that a little bit to the Mandalorian. I was yeah. like, I don't care <laughs> to a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. I haven't, I haven't even watched it all. My wife was watching it. I kind of catch it on. And I'm like, neat. Yeah. You know? And I, and, I, and I will go through it because it's some of it's the time thing. But at the same time, I'm like, it's got to really grab you. Like, right now, well, what I was talking about um, before heading up here with my wife was, um, I don't know if you're into it, but there's a Sandman movie. Oh. That's trying to be cast. Oh. oh I've, yeah, I've heard that's, like, in de- been in development for... That's been in development, like, my entire life, Yeah, I think. You know? And it's, like, one of those where it's, like, do I want you to touch this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's so many things out there now. Like I just, just don't, 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 don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> the Princess Bride. Like they were talking about doing a Princess Bride Why? reboot. And it's just like, that's not a no, remake. There will no. be riots in the streets. <laughs> if you if reboot. And it'll all be Brian. Movie. Just Brian. It'll be an army of one. <laughs> that's not a, buildings will burn. <laughs> that's a great example. That's not a brand. Yeah. Mm. It's not a brand at all. It's yeah. a storybook. Yeah. It's a fairy tale, mm. man. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah. Don't touch was, it. Yeah. Stop touching things. How could you ever capture that? Uh, you can't. A you never can't. do it. Well, that's the thing. That, like, and then expect you know, me to go pay money and go yeah. watch it. Well, like, that's the frustration uh, with all man. these franchises. Is, like, you catch lightning in a bottle one time. Yeah. And that is very, very hard to do. Like, we produce sketches. Catching lightning in a bottle is so fucking hard mm-hmm. <laughs> that or we'll jokes, do it once. Jokes yeah. landing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean like, we kind of like we kind of know somewhat of a formula, of, but, like, it's really fucking hard to be able to actually catch lightning in a bottle. Dude, something mm-hmm. I noticed is, like, you can have the same joke. Yeah. And it will just not land at all. Oh, dude, like, well, just welcome not, to the world of stand-up. Uh, oh, man. that's stand-up. Yeah, and say, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, that's oh. the most frustrating thing in the world because, like, yeah. you know, I, I've dabbled in stand-up. And, like, I'll have one night where the set just kills. And then the next night, nothing. Fucking yeah. crickets. Because it's more about you working the crowd in a mm-hmm. way. Weird way. It's, that's or, a like, per- reading the crowd, at least. It's like, you could go out there and be like, hey, man, what's up? And, like, these people are like, I'm not into man, that at all. Yeah, and it's, you it's, know, You'd it's be about surprised. Their- like, with stand-up, like, the room itself can affect yeah. The, yeah. the way that the, the set goes. Because if it's, like, a really deep room as opposed to, like, a really tight room where the audience is pressed up close to the stage yeah. that actually has an effect on how your your set goes mm-hmm. so it's really interesting how like just the atmosphere just the building itself can actually have an effect on your comedy yeah <laughs> there's, there's nothing funner than just like being yeah. 50 feet away from the audience as they're like 
at the bar and they got their drink and they're just kind of eyeballing you of like, I wish this guy had stopped talking. And you're yeah. just like, ha right? <laughs> yeah. So there is some reading in the room, but <laughs> but I don't know, man. Every, every stand-up that I've ever talked to has always been like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's it like, the, let's say the difference between like that and improv? Because you're, oh, the you're up there just doing your own thing and you don't, yeah. you don't have to like wait for the audience really. The difference between stand-up and improv is that stand-up, um, beyond the fact that it's just you standing up there by yourself with a microphone, uh, improv, you're working with a team of people where you, it, if you're doing it correctly, you don't get to enjoy the punchline. Your job is to do the setup for someone else to enjoy the punchline. Sure. And so it's a lot more collaborative. And there's also, um, there's also an interactive aspect to improv that is very different than stand-up. You know, first of all, People, when you know, you start off a scene by gathering suggestions from the crowd. So literally, they are a part of what's happening on stage. Whereas with stand up, you know, you, you know, there are some people that are able to improvise a lot of their sets. Like I would say, Bill Burr is one of those. Yeah. But you know, for the most part, stand ups write their sets. You know, sometimes even word for word, and it's prepared and really stressed over for weeks or months at a time, and then it's brought to the audience, and the audience. Just just enjoy it. The, the audience is just there to enjoy it. With improv, it's all there on the spot, and the audience is literally affecting the scene that they're watching. It's really it's really cool. It's like watching magic in a way. Okay, yeah. So you're really feeding off of... Uh, oh, yeah. Is it just like laughter, or is it sometimes just like, I mean, other feelings in a weird sometimes way? Sometimes it's even heckling. Like, okay, like yeah. In yeah. stand-up, when you get a heckler, it's fucking, I mean, it'll just throw, it throws off your rhythm. It throws off, you know, your, your, your timing, everything. Yeah. With improv, if you get a heckler, that heckler is now part of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Add them into it. All right. Yeah. I've done, I've done a lot of stuff like that when I was in high school. I was in speech and debate, and then that was it as far as, yeah. like, acting goes. I did yeah. that for three years, and. Shout out to MEP if you have anybody, anybody knows who, what that is. I but wish was, I would have taken debat, debat class. Debat, debat well, it was, class. It was weird. I'm here to debat it was, you. It was, <laughs> it was split up into two different things. You had speech and then you had debate. Yeah. And then some people would only do one or the other. Oh. So it was like, you know, some people would do um, humorous interp or yeah. st- st- standard oratory or whatever. Yeah. And then some people would just do like Lincoln Douglas debate mm-hmm. and cross-examination. Yeah. And like, all right, where I'm from, Guyman, they won state every year. Oh, wow. That was like, I remember one year, one year they lost by like one point to Jinx or something. Wow. And they were just like devastated. Yeah. I mean, my, my <laughs> teacher, dude, he got up and was like, he laid out all of the scenarios. How if somebody else got one point over here in this dramatic interp. Yeah. If that's somebody, rough. Yeah. Oh, I mean, rough. he just went through every judge, every little card. I was like, yeah, you got second. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I I did that for a couple of years and I really? think I was actually like top 10 in debating for the state just because I didn't know what I was doing, but my partner did and he would write okay. down all my arguments okay, and yeah. I would basically just like read them and stand up there. Hey, that's all it was. That's all it debate, was. It was just you know? like pulling out what, like someone will read off a piece of paper and then someone will pull out another piece of paper and read off that. Yeah. And I really thought like going into it, like it would be like you, I object to that, sir. And blah, blah, blah. But it really, <laughs> no, but, but it really is just, just like, out oh, he, oh, he really. pulled out the page two. So I got to pull out page 64 that counter, that and it's like 
it was like a card game, but just talking, <laughs> and yeah. I was not good at it. Did you do just Lincoln Douglas? Or no, I did uh, CX. CX, and then the next year I started doing stuff like humorous interp and a little bit of stuff yeah. like that. So that those speech those speech and debate weekends were oh yeah they were fun. They I were got fun. into it by total accident. Mm-hmm. You got accident. in an argument, and the story wrote itself. And then some scouts sitting over <laughs> no, there, like, you know, "I like the way this, this kid argues." I mean, as far as stuff like that, I always love. I do that now, like on my Twitter feed. Like, I just make shit up. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's. You're fake it. news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you I, this whole time. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I, like yeah. I, I used to like. Well, you know, I'm, let's make it. You know sensible and mm-hmm. let's I'm just crazy now. I don't care. <laughs> like I just want to be out there. Yeah. But yeah. I just got into an accident. Like I, it was a, I was a freshman ninth grade and you know, you kind of like make that leap at least where I was like sometimes from like junior high, depending on wherever. Yeah. Sometimes you, you're, you don't go to like high school until I think you're like a junior depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. But, um, you got to like, you know, now you've got electives, you know, you're not just taking math right. and geography. Mm-hmm. Now you can you do know, fun can, things. Yeah, yeah, fun things. And that's why like, I had signed up for like woodworking class or something. And it was just like, not my bag. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm into woodworking stuff now, but it was just like the, the teacher I'd had before and I didn't like and, and that sort of thing. And I was like, let's transfer out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like the first week. And I didn't even know, but somebody was like, hey, just come in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speech and debate. And I was like, oh, all right. All right. And that's what I did. Yeah, and then got into it, and I, I wish I did a lot more because it was like it was so much fun. But I hated memorizing stuff. Oh, dude, talk about memorizing, memorizing stuff for like stand up. Well, yeah. that that's what actually why that's literally why I enjoy improv because it's just more than your stand up shooting from the hip. Yeah, like there's no I like uh, I act from time to time, and honestly, true detective. <laughs> I, <laughs> I act in true detective, mm-hmm. and like memorization is just the fucking worst. Yeah, and especially like. When you're on camera and everything and all the lights are on you and then like, so normally I'm a sound guy. So normally I'm behind the camera, hiding behind my sound cart, listening to people as their hearts are racing, trying to remember these lines. And like, I've always said that the, like, you know what? If you wanted to like really torture somebody, like go to Guantanamo Bay and just force, force these people to just perform on camera. Yeah, to do an improv yeah. scene. Yeah. No, no, no. They have to memorize a monologue and they Stand have to get perfect the first take and they'll be like, I'll tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you all the information you need. <laughs> I would have loved to. I mean, I just didn't get in. I, not that I didn't get into it, but it was like, I. everyone wants to do the humorous duets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Nobody wants to do original oratory. No one wanted to do dramatic intern. No, yeah. none of that stuff, man. I mean, looking back at it now, I totally see the merit of it and like i would want to i mean i would have wanted to do that stuff but i was like a kid you know i was like yeah. in yeah. high school if, and i was like this is dumb if you yeah. want a challenge of acting that th- those actually are challenging because you have to go into this random classroom with just in front of the only other people who are in there most of the time are, are the other contestants and one judge and then you have to like just be sitting at a desk and then go up there and then perform like an actual yeah. like dramatic and monologue. And then if it's really good, people yeah. come and watch you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And then you'll, so like you'll have like, especially for the humorous duets, like just like the classroom or wherever mm-hmm. it is, they would put it in different places so more people could come. Oh, cool. You know, like an yeah. auditorium or something. Oh, yeah, it was fun stuff, but at the same time, it was just it's like. nerve wracking. Yeah, like, it really you do not want to like, I mean, that's what, that's how, that's how it rolled. You, but even when you were learning it in school, you would be sent out. Of the mm-hmm. classroom. Oh wow! Like you're performing today. Wow. 
And that's that's, that's kind of cool though. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And like you if would go you be can sent remember out. All your I life. didn't understand <laughs> any of it though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I look back on it now, I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But being 15, I'm like, this is terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah, God, I guess I gotta do it. You know. Yeah. And then or I would start memorizing like the night before. Uh-huh. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, dude. I'm there. You know, trying to still like get the lines down, much oh, less man. perform. I'm still terrified of yeah. of going up on lines like. <laughs> Whenever I was in junior high, I did my only community theater ever, which was for Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And I forgot my lines That's in a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you can't improvise your way. Oh, yeah, you can. No. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> Doth Dow yeah. in the room. That, there you go. Try, yeah. like, when you forget your lines, like, you're supposed to, like, kind of, like, improvise your way and come back around until you can remember. Yeah. It, it, when you're speaking in Shakespearean, Yep, I you just like I doth wherefore art wherefore art thou Macbeth? Mine doth tremglomb line line Mercutio. This is Macbeth. Mercutio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could not do. And then the poor actor stuff. acted across from me had to like maintain, mm-hmm. and he just kept repeating his line. <laughs> Torture. Yeah, that does sound like torture. That's the thing, man. Like, uh, just getting in front of people, like public speaking. That's oh, really yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. I'm shy, and here I am, to, like doing podcasts and stuff. But like, I just <laughs> don't want to talk in front of people a lot yeah. or speeches. I do a lot better of it now, being older. But like, that is a funny thing. Like Brian and I are both very introverted, I think, and yet we jump on and do these podcasts and these sketches. Yeah, yeah. Last it loud and clear. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that there's something to that though, because like you know. Uh, I've gotten better about being introverted because I used to be like pretty socially awkward. Then I got on drugs. Used to be. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like there's something about being in front of a microphone and having headphones on or like being in front of an audience where it's not exactly an interactive format where you can shine. Like I've noticed that about a lot of stand-ups and even a lot of improvisers. That's those are two very different personalities though. Stand-ups and improvisers. Well, stand up, you're always by yourself. You're by you know? yourself, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. And so, like, you have a little, you have a lot more introverts in the stand up community. They're kind of control freaks, you know, because th- that's just the nature of the game, like, mm-hmm. with, with stand up. Whereas um, <laughs> with improvisers, they are introverted. I, th- it's, it's a different kind of introverted, but they're also socially awkward in a very dramatic way. Most mm-hmm. of the time, you know, because these are typically ex theater kids. Yeah, and so they're, you know, they're they're used to acting, acting. Yeah, performance yeah. artists. Yeah. Whereas like stand ups are just like I fucking hate everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna burst your bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me just drop a truth bomb on you. All right. Okay. I'm Bill Burr. But I do think it's like just that introversion of like I'll just be quiet. I'll be quiet. But you know, inside they're like I want to scream something. So once you get a mic, you're you can take an introvert, give them a mic, and it's just like I don't. You're listening. Oh. I have some thoughts. Oh yeah, you know, type well, of like thing. Gilbert Godfrey is a huge introvert. Like yeah. he is super private, very very quiet. That is not his real voice. And then he gets no, on yeah. stage, and like he'll tell he he's talked about it pretty openly about how he's terrified every single time he's about to step up on stage, and then he grabs the mic and he's chill. Like that's that I would that's say cool. that's pretty yeah. typical because like, and there's something to that. Like it seems like. Um, if you don't have those butterflies before you get in front of an audience or, you know, jump up on stage or get behind a mic, then I think that there's, it, it kind of takes away from the performance in a way. 
Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that it's not authentic, but it's like just, they're not having to work for it as hard. Yeah, yeah, it's not a sink or swim moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with improv, there is that moment of just oh, an, of just an oh shit, your brain completely blanks. Yeah, and, like, people are staring people at you. You like working with because I mean, do you, it's the same oh, thing. Like, feed off each other. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, my improv troupe. I definitely have my favorites within the troupe. <laughs> Name <laughs> You'll them. find me jumping out on stage <laughs> with uh, with certain people a lot more than than others. You know, but you uh, there is definitely you just the, the the nature of improv is so cool. Um, and it's the principles of improv we try to apply to everything that we do with Okie Show Show of, you know, yes anding, have your partners back, support each other, you know, don't tear each other down, don't deny, you know, so like when somebody makes a suggestion, you don't go, no. Yeah. If it's a bad suggestion, then you say, okay, that's good. Now you brought a brick and criticism. Now, now I'm going to bring a brick and we're going to build something yeah. together, but I'm not just going to negate everything that yeah. you say. I'm going to yes and it. And support you, and uh, and I think that whenever you apply those principles just to to life in general and to you know some kind of an organization like what we have with Ogie Show Show, mm-hmm. yeah. it just makes things run more smoothly, mm-hmm. creatively, and more enjoyably. Honestly, yeah, enjoyably. I think enjoyably is that a word? Sure. Or yeah, I think I think there. a lot of yeah. people are looking for that too. Not just like specifically, but at the same time, especially like. And the stuff we've talked about on our podcast and the stuff like I kind of go after or whatever, I'm like, it's really easy to be not negative, but point out things that are wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's really super easy to, easy to point out. Um, well, this is bullshit. It's a lot harder to yeah. to. I want I want the next not even a solution. Sometimes I want the thoughts afterwards. You know what right. I mean? I want you to start thinking about it. Yeah. Whatever. It's so much it easier to tear something down than yeah. to build it up. Yeah. There's some like I am. Um, I did a lot of that, like at first, especially like with like the podcast, and it's just like, one, it it doesn't land on people ears very well, not yeah. just like audio wise, but just like you attacking stuff, yeah, or, or bursting bubbles is not great either because like some people are like, oh, I like that, that's I like my, my bubble, my I favorite, like Marvels, that's my comic favorite. books, and you're just, what you know, my favorite like, ASMR video is the yeah. busting of bubbles, <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, it's like you know, it's kind of necessary. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, seriously, man, people just get like ahead of themselves sometimes. Yeah. Like, like I said, constructive criticism. Yeah. Cool. But there's nothing wrong with being positive. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, well, I saw also, something on uh, around here that was uh, local and it's like, I think it's like the, the guy that does the uh, like food call. I ate Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And like, I saw something on his website and he's like, I'm not here to tear down bad restaurants. It's like, they're going to do that on their own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very but true. That's how, but that I apply I apply that to like what you're talking about too. Like yeah, like if it's gonna be horrible or like you suck, yeah, you're yeah. gonna find yourself where you're oh, gonna yeah, find yeah. yourself. Uh, well, and that's the time, thing. You know? Like you know, it's it's very interesting um, for you know people that are are trying to make a living in film, making a living, making a living yeah. is very very difficult in the entertainment industry because it's um, it's super competitive, and one of the things that uh, I have noticed is that, you know, people tearing each other down and talking shit about each other and stuff, that is kind of an amateur game. Yeah. The, the people that are working professionally and doing it for a living, they don't really do that. Yeah. They, you know, will, because they want to rise above that. <laughs> well, I mean, it just doesn't help anything. Like, yeah, this, yeah. we're in this together. We're supposed to be a crew that works together and collaborates. And if you're a, an arrogant asshole, no one's going to want to work with you. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. If and you, you guys to, keep calling me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, the talent. <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, I think that it's very easy to have kind of that lobster mentality, you know, when, you, when you're in a super competitive field of, like, trying to lift yourself up and tear other people down. Um, I think that that's something that we kind of run into a lot just in general, just in society in general, but, like, most especially in the entertainment field. Um, and one thing that we have always strived to do with Okishosho is, and this is something that I struggle with, of, of being negative and, you know, in, and even talking some shit. Like, I, I am constantly trying to keep myself in check <laughs> mm-hmm. because, like, that doesn't help anything. And it's so much better for the long, in the long game to be lifted up by those around you as opposed to tearing people down so that you stand out. Mm-hmm. Is that you talked about like it, it's because it's so competitive? Like, it, why do you think it is like that in the industry more so than other than I think that there's a real arrogance to it. You know, for some reason, our society has put filmmaking on a pedestal. I don't fucking know why. No, I, I really don't know why because like it is, it's just a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it's because people turn on their you know what they black see. box and that's yeah. what they yeah. see it's in their forefront and so they're fascinated by the it's there's a mystis, mystical aspect to it and so whenever you do it professionally you know something maybe they think that that says something about you well mm-hmm. i mean you could probably like you've done sketches and stuff and like you show it to somebody and i'm sure they'd be like oh wow you yeah know, yeah that. and you're like oh, i you know i i shot this and yeah or you yeah. Know, or, or you mention one thing i do is like I'll like oh I worked with such and such like a kind of a known celebrity or something mm-hmm. and people Dropping are just names. and people are just like and, and they're like and they're like fascinated by it. like what are they like and it's like they're a person yeah like just they, a normal guy they yeah. chill out and yeah. sometimes eat the craft service or <laughs> oh, oh, yeah or I said he hi. was an yeah. asshole I said, hi. yeah yeah or yeah or you break their dreams by going oh yeah that dude sucked like yeah, he's not a good person super huge yeah. asshole yeah oh now that now I've got. That's gonna, what I gotta tell everybody now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, giving, you're giving me troll material here. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I do like dick. to do that. Yeah. I guess troll people, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it's it's something that if you if you're wanting to make a living, you know, you need to. The, everything is reference based in the film industry, mm-hmm. and even in the music industry and stuff. I I think it's a different kind of collaborative world in the music industry, but you know, you're, you're reference-based. So if you're an asshole and you're slowing down product, because time is money mm-hmm. on a set. So, like, if you're a dick that can't communicate with people, you're, no, no one's going to want you. Yeah, yeah, we literally, literally. don't have time yeah. for you. You are burning cash as you're trying to show other people up. And uh, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's really better to, um, to be a team player and to be positive. Yeah. Because also that's another thing. Like whenever you're working on a feature and those twelve hour days start running together and you have somebody that just nonstop talks shit or is just constantly negative. Like, I hate it you. just sucks the joy <laughs> oh, out yeah, of your man. day. And you gotta you gotta spend all this time with this fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that in music industry quite a bit. Yeah. Like you're just like just I have to shut up. Three day weekend with you. Yeah. Great. Help me now. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's where I think stand-ups kind of, uh, they have it lucky, you know, because, like, since they're an island of one, basically. Yeah, they're lucky, just lonely. Uh, yeah, and they are. They yeah. are very lonely. And mm-hmm. looking for venues and yeah. OKC. Is, yeah. there, is there anything that you know of, like, in Tulsa? Or, like, I know that's the next. You know, Tulsa's actually got a pretty good comedy scene. Um, they have a loony bin up there. I don't know if, if they have any other, like, strictly 
comedy clubs. I know they don't have an improv theater. Um, but I know bigger acts have played yeah. through there, like at a theater or certain places. Like yeah, they've got yeah. the, the Blue Whale Comedy Festival. Yeah, they've yeah. had a couple big people. Yeah. As far as music goes, their music scene's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel so unplugged from the music scene, though, now. I Because that's originally where I came from, was yeah. playing music now around here. And Ophidelis like, is all yeah. somewhat... Retired. We're not retired. We're actually getting ready to release an EP, but we just don't play live anymore. Yeah. What do you play? Uh, So I play in a band with my wife called Ophidelis. Ophidelis. That's actually how you say it. Your voice has got to crack. Ophidelis. (laughs) And it's kind of a folk duet um, of Monsters and Men meets Decemberists kind of feel. Were you Mm -hmm. you doing guitar? I do guitar, a little bit of banjo, a little bit of mandolin, and then my wife plays uh ukulele piano and drums okay. they're really good often at the same time they're really fun. and then nick's beautiful wife uh adds some violin and vocals from time to time mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. whenever you guys play which is whenever like we play never. live never. Which is never. <laughs> where, where would you play at oh dude we used to play at like blue note and uh the speakeasy um uh belle isle brewery was a really was a really good place we used to play down in Norman at the... Opolis? Opolis is like the Opolis. There's mm-hmm. no places to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was in the, I mean, zero. Yeah. Conservatory, maybe? Yeah. That's around here, isn't it? It, it used to be. Now it's 89th Street Collective, I think. But yeah, we used to play yeah. the conservatory, conservatory all the time. Long time Back ago. when it was voted worst bathrooms in the U.S. <laughs> And let me tell you, that's a distinction. You know, people say that they have their heroes, but I just want you to know that I pooped in the conservatory... Hero. Hero. <laughs> like, that takes courage. <laughs> so, I've pooped in Turkey. I can poop here. <laughs> I yeah. remember who we went and saw there, but I've got friends that were in a bigger band and did touring and stuff like that. And yeah. There was always somebody that came through, and we went up there one time, and I was like, this is it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was it. Like, oh, it yeah. Was, back then, it was like uh, concerts. No. Like, well, I say that. There was concerts here, and then they just dropped off. And everyone's just started going to Tulsa. Yeah. That was, that was how it was through the odds for the longest time. The scene has changed a lot, which is weird because it feels like it changed. Like, ACM came in. Like, really and, fast. Uh, it changed real fast because, like, back in my day, yeah. it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was us and, like, Sherry Chamberlain and, you know, the ugly suit was still around and, um, golly, like, Samantha Crane and Allie Harder and, like, all these other bands. Um, oh... Uh, Horse Thief, it's they still. I think they still play. I think. I think of her. Yeah. I think I know Cameron has moved out to L.A. and he does a lot of. Um, uh, he plays on a lot of different other bands. Mm-hmm. But Horse Thief, I think, is still playing. But like, we also had like the Non, oh, the Non, JB. We used to play with JB all the time. The Garlic Non. The Garlic Non. Ooh, Non. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. And it's just all changed now. Like, I don't even, I, I really don't know a whole lot of bands nowadays. I know that we have a vibrant music scene still, and mm-hmm. we, as a entertainment podcast, need to get more plugged into that, mm-hmm. which is something that I have been trying to do a lot more of, like, bringing the music side of things. Yeah. Like, we just talked to Kevin Lively, who works at ACM. He, he does mastering. And so we talked to him about, like, the technical aspects of what, like, do you know what mastering is? Nick, do you know? Uh, you weren't there on that interview. Kind of. I had a, oh, wait, I had, no, were you? I was trying to make some kind of masturbation joke, but yeah. it just didn't come yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, you know, he, he kind of pulls back the veil on that and, like, explains it all. And, uh, you know, we 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 talked to JB this season. We've got a couple other 
people that are, um, you know, in the music scene around here that we're trying to get on. We're trying to mm-hmm. knock on wood, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting, like trying to get plugged back into that world that I've I've honestly kind of pulled away from. And I honestly, like as a performer, don't really miss it all that much. Right. Like I see pictures of people like playing their shows and stuff, and it's just like. I mean, have fun. Yeah, that's man. work, man. Yeah, it have really fun because like it's a it's a fuck ton of work. It's a grind, oh, yeah. and like especially like after like it's since it's always a passion project. It's like doing your regular work and then waiting until like nine thirty, then heading out to go yeah. play your show, and it's just like, dude. I mean, just seeing like like people that I've known like go tour and, and record and yeah, it's just like it's a lot of. There's not a lot of money in it. No, well, and that was one and of the things degree, that that's, you know I mean? that's why we kind of decided to stop playing. Live so live shows so much because you know. First of all, it's always hard to get a a, a decent enough crowd that it pays Something. both the venue and they buy your merch and stuff, mm-hmm. and so that it's it's profitable. So like yeah. as a like I I approached a lot of most of this stuff from a business standpoint of like what is going to create revenue so that we can continue doing this rather than us just burning cash, you know, to to make our dream come alive. And that's a tricky thing with live music, yeah. like especially live indie music where you're looking for, you have kind of a niche audience. So that's kind of why we you're took like a step back. You're like making it smaller on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. We're like, shit. Like there's even, even the big bands, you know, like um, oh, yeah. when they're, when you're in the indie scene, like it's really hard to make um, profit, you know, in the music world unless you become huge. Well, especially nowadays, I mean, all the, Profit structures changed. I'm sure music mm-hmm. business you know. is totally. Oh changed. yeah, it's just like, everything's different now with Spotify and everything, yeah, everything. But just the internet in general. Well, and also like you get your you get your music up on like we've had our albums up on iTunes and Spotify and stuff, and so we still make a little bit of revenue off of that. But like, pff, you, you know, you'll have people downloading your album, and they and then the distributor takes a cut. So by the time you finally get your check, oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. I mean, it's takes like, a lot to distribute, wah, I guess. Wah, yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you put all your blood, sweat, and tears into this, yeah. you know, into creating something, and then womp womp, you know. I mean, it's, it's kind of like when you like just talking about like binging earlier. You just let it drop, and you're like, yeah, God. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, dude, I it seems like 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 music videos. Mm-hmm. Like, are those? I mean, I guess they're still a thing. Like, I, this yeah. is the old if me you treat talking them the right way. Like, you use them as promotional material. Yeah, yeah. and that's so, what, I mean, that's what they always were. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like. I don't ever do, do like new acts make a lot of music videos now. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like they do. I don't watch MTV anymore, man. I'm yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. When's the last time MTV played yeah. a music video? That's my point. Like, <laughs> you'd see it on there anyway, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I mean, like, th- now they can just drop it on YouTube. I think the last time that I remember somebody pushing a music video in front of me on purpose and it was really well was Weird Al. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. What's it like, like how he did it? Where this it was is like, America. Like yeah, he just did like oh, you know each one. well one he stretched it out mm-hmm. yeah. and then two it was like hey this is a I mean I I can't remember how he got it, like the funding for it I think he just went to like hey this is Yahoo yeah Yahoo funded and it was a different site each song mm-hmm. yeah but there you go I you think know? that people respond better to having something visual you know which is kind of that's one of the other reasons why we started doing sketches and started releasing videos on YouTube as a podcast because like the audio format is is good but people really register with having something visual 
And so, like, for a band to do a music video, you put something that they can watch that they can then go, oh, I like that song. I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm hearing this song now <laughs> that just, I otherwise yeah. wouldn't have listened to. It's yeah. just stimulating the most senses as possible. Yeah. That's why we're, in 2021, we're going to introduce, bring back Smell-O-Vision to our sketches. <laughs> yeah. um, That's right, yeah. And if you lick the screen, I'm sure it tastes like something. Tastes it's like going to give you something, you yeah. know? I mean, like, I love music videos. Yeah, that's so how you're going to get the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I licked this music video, and... Uh, please, please like and lick. <laughs> I tried. I mean, I don't get it. It's like, that's like 3D movies. You know I mean? Did that oh, really yeah. take off? No. No, it didn't. Yeah. No. I really loved watching Avatar, though. That was great. That was awesome. That was a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen anything like it since. Nope. But I'm not going to pay an extra 10 bucks to wear glasses no. that make it dark. And give me a yeah. headache. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that. Oh, gravity was a good one. Gravity, gravity was good. okay. That was solid. Like some for some, yeah. Perfect. When a movie is okay, designed for 3D, 3D. Okay. really yeah. good. Yeah, when it's shot and designed for 3D, it's that's really what I always good. thought. All these other ones were like not for that. Yeah, no. they do the they post just, conversion, and it's just like, mm, why? Yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. God. I can reach out and I touch never, that X-wing. I never pay for that stuff. Yeah, like, there's. Neither do I. I. I mean, I'll watch like an IMAX movie, but not like yeah. a 3D one. Because like there's, HD. you watch an IMAX movie and there's literally more to the movie that you otherwise wouldn't see if you went to a different format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wider and it's better and the I, sound is amazing. I honestly won't watch Avatar. Yeah, no, like I've seen it on TV once or twice. Yeah, I feel like, like that'd be a weird one to try to watch at home. It it does not have the same impact. Yeah, no. it's like a cool movie. Yeah, it's but cool it's like not the yeah. It's I don't seen it in it. theaters and you're yeah. like, that was a cool experience. But hey, do you want to watch movie, that blue Pocahontas movie? Yeah. No. I mean, like, there's like a part where you're in a cockpit and like you look like you're in the cockpit looking down. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna get that in my living room. Yeah, I'm just not, you know. Mm-hmm. But they try. I don't know. It's really interesting seeing how the theaters are starting to. Uh, it kind of feels like an act of desperation at this point. And they're like, okay, okay, we've got 3D and uh, the chairs will vibrate and the, and, the couches. Uh, well, now we have alcohol mm-hmm. and uh, it'll like, convert into a like couch and eventually you'll fly. Yeah, that's what Warren does. You know, yeah, like old timey feel. They either it's either the old timey feel to harken back to the glory days of movies yeah. or doing everything they can to make it your living room. So it's yeah. like come binge yeah. at our place. Yeah, yeah so you, you can know, like, fall asleep easier. Yeah, <laughs> all those people do like. All I've, I've noticed is like they they build that stuff up and then they sell it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. get rid of it. They're like, wow, thanks. Yeah, because it ain't going yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is, you know. But I mean, yeah, I love going to the movies. But I do it's too. Just not nobody I love does. Like I went, I went in uh, the day before. The, speaking of Star Wars, it was that yeah. the Rise of Skywalker was about to come out, and we went in there to warn for. I, I had my daughter with me, and we were going to watch a random matinee. She'd never been to a movie before. Oh, oh cool! So it was one of it was that Ooh, experience. That's, you know? that's fun. So we go in there, and there is nobody there. Mm. I mean, nobody. I know it's. The, I know it's like you know the middle of the day. Yeah, matinee. I mean, were you watching Charlie's Angels? Nah, it's Frozen oh. Two. Sadly, <laughs> uh, you know. There for cats. Uh, Cat, yeah, oh God. God. Yeah. Uh, no, but that is the one movie that I would love to do drugs. And I, I really kind of. There's nobody see there it. watching. Even that's like yeah. one person. Yeah. We go into Frozen Two. We're the only people in there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. They, they like, all let it go. You, Usually you go in there, there's somebody, like, one person, yeah. two, something. Nothing. Nothing. There's yeah, more the, people working there than watching movies. It yeah. always is funny when it's only one or two people, because then you get really mad at those one or two people of just like, oh, it's yeah. so Don't close. Don't sit close to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Get away from me. <laughs> like, why did you have to ruin it? Like, I wanted to have my own private it? screening room. <laughs> I wanted to go out in public to be alone. But that's what it is now. <laughs> uh, that's what I felt like. You know? yeah. and, and somebody was like, oh, I went and. 
was getting concessions and like basically those people's jobs is just to get gr- gift cards for grandmas. Yep. As yeah. They come in for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, cause that's all they're doing. And then they leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go the thing that baffles me about like, you know, you see at these movie theaters where they're showing like a Broadway play or like some, you know, some theater thing that they're going to broadcast live. Who is seeing, who is going to the movie theater to see, you know, the, the Broadway theatrical, like just a live video of this I thing. I honestly would. I mean, it sounds yeah. cool, but like I've never had any just. Well, well speaking, of that, speaking of that, I, w- I don't know if I'd go just for that, but like that is something that I've seen like other places do where it's like, hey, come here and we're going to watch this uh, like Doctor Who episode. Right, right. Or yeah. like that I would go that's to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Or a special showing of-, of a movie from a long time ago that you love. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. would be really fun. Yeah, I, I will say that whenever the day of the doctor came out, uh, they showed it in in IMAX at the movie theater, and so like me, my wife, and her friend were like super into Matt Street or Matt Smith's Doctor Who, so we went, and it was a theater full of Whovians, and it was amazing. <laughs> Never cool. seen so many sonic screwdrivers in one room. It was uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just recent, not recently, but like I never was into that back in the day, and then. Yeah, I got into it. I, I dropped off after Matt Smith left. I kind of did too. Yeah, he I was like the Peter best. Capaldi. I, I, like I think I've seen like his first episode, and then I just didn't watch anymore. I don't. There is no moment with Peter Capaldi. All those other people, you have a moment. Yeah, with them, and it's not the first. It's not the second time you see him. It's not. It, it might be in the middle of their arc, wherever it is. But they have like a moment, and you're like. This is for real. Yeah. Like this is like some shit's going down and like, or, or you not, you don't just think like this is for real. Like this person is amazing. It's amazing <laughs> shit yeah. is about to happen. I never thought that with Peter Capaldi. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with like him, like just the way he is in general. Like he's just kind of a downer. Yeah. Like he's feeling old down and crotchety. on yeah, He's feeling old and crotchety. So I'm like, you're going to feel old and crotchety. Yeah. You know? But See, I, 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 I never kind of, felt that moment where he was like, holy shit, watch out. We're about to pull some shit here, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I never felt that. I kind of felt that way about David Tennant, too. I never really got into David Tennant. Oh, man, he's my favorite. Really? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh. I just, uh, I don't know why. Love I, David Tennant. I think it's just the production. I, I, I At the time, I was like a production value snob. Oh, yeah. And I was and, like, and, oh, well, this is and cheap. They're, and they're from like... Ten years before where we were. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little so rough. like Because I started with Matt Smith. Where, like, the VFX were really good and everything. Yeah. And he went back and watched you the watch David Tennant and stuff? I mean... Oh, God. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean like, it's terrible. <laughs> hey, Stories yeah. are great, but yes, it's, it the is, yeah. production value is awful. awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like mid-90s oh, TV man. awful. And I just never got into Rose. Yeah. And uh, she was always... It does get better when she me. leaves. So. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I, I have... Well, I, I've had, like, a younger cousin who has watched that stuff, and they go... Uh, oh, they watch right up to Rose, and then it's so sad, right? Because all what happens, and so they stopped. And I yep. was like, "Oh, uh, don't do that." The Amy show hasn't R- even started yet. Yeah, Amy and Rory were the best companions ever. I, I agree. <laughs> well, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't know. I think we lost Nick. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. We I'm t- sorry. Tuned out a little bit. <laughs> you gotta watch it though, man. It's, it's I, good. I, there's ten thousand seasons. I'll get to it after I watch <laughs> no, Mandalorian dude. again. No, don't watch. I mean, granted, I'm nerd enough that I've gone back and watched like some number two and three. And yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, but like. You gotta watch some of it. Yeah, like, I, I have, I have, I, I've got family members who are dedicated to. Well, it, the so, reason you know, I walk well, into the I mean, room are you into and, comics and stuff at all? No, no. Or, or am I into comics or the Doctor Who comics? 
anything. Oh, like, I'm into, like these Marvel, like you're into Batman. I'm, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, I mean, Superman. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Who. That's 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 how I would put it. Doctor Who is higher than all of these people. Mm-hmm. He uh, seriously, like, I have seen something online where it's like a comic and like they're attending his funeral or something. Like one of the times he dies, and it's like somebody drew that, and it's like every comic book thing you could ever think of and they put it yeah. all inside the TARDIS basically there's some that's weird awesome. shit I saw online mm, yeah. but it, like that's what would be my description is he is it's not even a he anymore mm-hmm. that entity yeah. is bigger than anything you could ever think of mm-hmm. yeah like that's the best way to describe Doctor Who in my opinion yeah it's like you all those all those like like Superman he could like you know fly around the world and you know turn it backwards and turn time backwards. Yeah, this guy doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna pop up and like make it all disappear with the yeah. snap of his fingers. He doesn't even have any weapons. Mm-hmm. He's got a sonic screwdriver. Anything? Yeah. I mean, I technically he's got that. Yeah. That's it. It's just like me showing up with my hands. <laughs> it's Handman. I'm gonna yeah. unlock this door yeah. though. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I did. I, that's to me the best part about that show too is the, probably the writing. Oh yeah, it's just oh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah, like, it's, it it seems yeah. like uh, uh, almost like Twilight Zoney in, in kind some of ways. Star so Trek like, a little bit, you yeah. know, like the, where they try to time mind mess with you, you know, time mind. Yeah, yeah, you never know. But, yeah. Time mind. God, yeah, I could watch some Doctor, but I, I yeah, I'm the same way. I haven't really got into the new stuff, and yeah, I I kind of dropped off the map after uh, old Matt Smith. Passed away and turned into an old white guy. Before he was a young white guy. Act like we all will when we die. Yeah. Hey, he was uh, on the crown for a while there. I watched that. Oh, uh, yeah. That. Yeah. He's pretty good. Like, you know, he's only in it for like two or three seasons because they change characters on purpose. But uh, yeah. he plays an asshole, man. It's kind of weird. I've actually heard that Matt Smith that is kind of an asshole. That he's, like he's in real life. Kind of a hipstery douchebag. I could see that. You yeah. Know? But yeah, he plays play, play, it like it's hard watching like from the doc going for the doctor, and then you're oh, like, I bet, yeah, I'm like God, oh man, suck. I kind of like doctor you. is kind of an asshole. Yeah, uh, I'm saying the, an, an arsehole. The doctor's in, and he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or she, or she. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, I have to get back to it, but <laughs> it's one of those things. But uh, kind of let's let's kind of wrap this up. Like, okay. Um, Anything else like you want to like push or promote or talk about like what you kind of went over some of the stuff you're all wanting yeah. to do going forward anyway. So like, we are in the midst of season. F- I've already forgotten. Is it season four or season five? I think it's season four. Season f- it's season four. Yeah. 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 We know. Yeah. We, we know it's. I've only four. been around for two. It's not my job. It's all started <laughs> to run together for me. Like, cause we've been doing this since 2015, dude. Like it's, it's, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um yeah, we have all new episodes that are available on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts. Stitcher. 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 But uh we would love for people to get to watch the original sketches that we do in addition to listen to the podcast. If you're wanting to learn about just the film industry in general or the music industry in general, listen to the podcast. But if you want to watch some really funny, well made stuff uh that has been created by Oklahoma filmmakers. Go check out our sketches on our YouTube channel, which YouTube changed their algorithm, so we don't have an actual address. So it's just best to go to okishowshow.com mm-hmm. and watch those sketches there. Um, and then you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Do you have, stuff. like, a YouTube channel and stuff? We do have a YouTube channel. 
Um, but they made it to where you have to have like a thousand subscribers before you can actually have your own. And, and we yeah. do not. We do not. Yeah. But we're working on that. But we're working on it. Patreon. But, um, oh yeah, we also have a Patreon, which uh, helps helps produce all of our projects with sure, their yeah. podcasts. Or we also do some live events. Uh, we do a monthly improv jam over at the Paramount Room every last Sunday of the month from five to seven uh, in the Paramount Room. It's a free improv jam. That if you've never tried improv before, this is the safe place to do it. Uh, you don't have to pay anything. You can just jump up on stage, and myself and a lot of other uh, highly experienced improvisers will walk you through. We'll play some games, and you know the goal is just to have fun mm-hmm. and just to get your feet wet in the world of improv. Nick's done it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he learned that he's actually not too bad. Trial by I'm not fire. too good either. <laughs> uh, you're not too bad though. Uh, it's not like I. I definitely. Took out uh, some notes from my first stand-up gig, yeah. and by notes I mean I me read them off. I yeah. read them yeah. off the paper. Uh, we were so we're working on the next round of sketches, but we also have. Uh, it's not just us in the group. We also have C.J. Lance. He's a local stand-up, and uh, Patrick Kirk, who's a local filmmaker here, and uh, Kelly Lawson. Whenever she's not wrangling the kiddos. Uh, some kiddos yeah. around, she helps us out with a lot of stuff too. So it's a and it's a really good group i i'm really enjoy hanging out with everybody and all the actors and crew we bring in it's it's very nice it's good my uh my parting question for both of you would be like what is the like what suggestions or advice would you give for people like looking to get into this stuff like it seems like mm-hmm. it's a pretty low mm-hmm. low hurdle to get into yeah for all these things i mean like sound yeah yeah video any of that stuff like what would you say um I would say if you're wanting to get involved in the film industry in general, um, <laughs> I would say three things. Be humble, be kind, and be hardworking. And if you can do those three things and you reach out to people and you network with people with those three things in mind, you're going to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. Because the community around here is very collaborative. The people that actually do know what they're doing, uh, the ones that are professionals and make their living doing it, they want to support you. They want to get you working because, you know, it's one of those <laughs> help me help you kind of things mm-hmm. where, you know, our industry is still relatively small, but we're slowly growing. And over time, like right now, we can crew up about two feature films simultaneously, which is extremely low. But our rebate, you know, the state's rebate that is bringing in a lot of these projects, we're getting to where we're shooting three or four sometimes even five feature films at the same time, and we need workers. Is that we rebate, like, really driving a lot of that? Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's driving. Totally at all. It's yeah. completely driving it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we need crew. We need people working. I need someone to cover for me whenever I get the flu. Again, he's just lonely, guys. <laughs> I need someone to tell me it's going to be okay. So, you know, reach out to, you know, um, reach out to us because that's one thing that I love doing is, is plugging people in. Um, you know, getting them pointed in the right, in the right direction and even throwing work your way and stuff. Like we have a young, a young lady who came out to our kickoff event that, uh, you know, I start for some reason, I always get hit up by these productions that are coming in from out of town. Can you help us get in contact with some PAs or whatever? Yeah. So like I end up throwing work towards people a lot and Nick's the same thing. And, uh, you know, reach out to us. And we'll try to get you plugged in. Reach out to other filmmakers, you know, and I guarantee you, the filmmakers that are successful around here are not arrogant assholes. They yeah. they will they will help you out. They will try to get you working. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. What, what would you say? You're pretty newer to this stuff. I'm you're pretty pretty newer. Um, it just kind of becomes a you just have to do it. 
um, I kept waiting around, you know, like, oh, I want to have a sketch group. And, you know, and you think about it and in your mind, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get paid to do sketches and just like lay around and just write sketches all day. No, this is this is a, this is it's it's like a hobby. It's it's you have to do like on those Saturdays when you just want to sleep in, but you've scheduled a sketch to be filmed, you know, and it's going to take yeah. eight hours. You you do it because you love it. You yeah. do it because it's fun for you to be able to put out this stuff. We don't do it because for our health or anything, or or for our wallets yeah. or anything. We don't really yeah. get a lot of time to sleep. We don't really get a lot yeah. of time to sleep or anything. You know, we do it for the craft service, really. Um, but <laughs> but it's callback. But if yeah, if, but if you, my advice just for like if you have you know a sketch group or or want to do a sketch group or a podcast, like so many people have come up like, oh that's so cool, you have this, and it's like if you just do it and plug away at it good stuff will happen yeah and and also i mean like when you are starting out just don't listen to other people that are that are trying to tear you down just don't listen to them because mm -hmm. the thing is like everyone's going to try to do that whenever you're starting out you know mm -hmm. why because you're starting out and you don't know what you're doing yeah but the way that you learn how to do what you want to do is by pressing on pushing forward you know i agree you yeah. have to you have to ignore the noise around everyone you. always wonders like why are you doing that mm -hmm. yeah who fucking cares? Because yeah, uh, I want to. Yeah. Keep we, pressing on. <laughs> yeah. We do these sketches. We only get like, what, like 600 views or something like that? Blood, sweat, and tears just for that? It's like, why do you do it? Because uh, I like it, and it makes me laugh sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. because it also helps us get better and better. Every single time that we put something out, we, we feel like we improve a little more, and we want to be able to share that sense of improving on yourself. Yeah, so tell us how much we've improved. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we don't want to know how much we suck. We already know. We've already gone we through that. We only want compliments. Only give us positive I, reinforcement. I don't blame you, man. Yeah. Why? Well, hey, it's tough, man. Yeah. Like, if someone actually tough. does give you some good construction criti constructive yeah. criticism. And construction like, criticism. Yeah. Like, sometimes You're I'm like, building <laughs> stuff. Something. Yeah. The foundation like, of this building is That is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching yeah. sometimes, you know? So. You do need to be open to to constructive yeah. criticism, yeah. but I think the majority Don't of the criticism that you're going to get is from trolls more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the you know be open to uh, suggestion, be open to you know yes and people. Mm -hmm. Don't negate people. No, <laughs> but you know be I think be able to um, trust the the people that are giving you that constructive criticism. If that makes any sense, sure. Yeah. You know, find people that you can trust and that are not going to blow smoke up your ass, you know. And um, that's why I always say, like, that whole be humble, be kind, be hardworking. Like, it always comes back to those three things. Because it's pretty if, simple. If yeah. you are humble and if you are kind and if you are hardworking, you know, more than likely, you're not going to uh, fall into a pit of e e egotism. Egotism? words you're Close. right you know egotistical you know motivation of like i just want to be rich and famous first of all if you want to if you were wanting to be rich and famous get in the oil and gas industry yeah. for yeah. the rich part yeah. and get into politics for the famous part yeah. it's not glamorous it probably never will be but if you look at it in a way of trying to have fun with it it is that I, something else is like what well, you're talking about just like just putting it out there just keep yeah. on keep it on basically like just do I, it well, I mean, like, seriously, you never know where you're going to find yourself in, like, five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ten years. Yep. You could I be did. doing the same thing, but, like, this same thing could have led you to, yeah. I mean, some amazing yeah. shit. I, I had I had nothing really going on and then did a 48-hour with Brian and just brought me into this whole little 
sketch show and podcast that he's built up. So just find a Brian and glom on to him. <laughs> <laughs> Let someone else, do them. Let someone else put in the years them. of work and then you just come in and kind of just hang <laughs> out. Slide <laughs> out. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> right. Well, fellas, thank you. Sweet. Thanks so much for having and, us, man. And this and was really fun. Hey, you'll have to come back on too because I mean, we absolutely we oh, like, I'm trying to like just talk to other people and just, you know. Yeah. That's sometimes it's a really one-on-one. Sometimes it's a group that I don't care, yeah. but I'd rather just. That's what's been really fun about doing, uh, you know, we've been um, going on a lot of different local podcasts and uh, it's just been so fun to like get to meet other podcasters and like yeah. see how they go about doing their Dude, stuff. When we started, like, there was nobody. Yeah. I mean, like right? nobody. Yeah. You know? And now I everyone's got one meetup once, but it was kind of like just like four or five. And I don't think half those people even. Yeah. Still do it. You know, we dropped off for a while and it was just mainly because I was like busy with my kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I just had a baby. Like I am not doing another just one. Life yeah. got in the way. But yeah. But yeah, it's the same thing. Just keep like put more out there. It's on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. Just keep plugging away. You know, any, away. anybody, anytime can come find it. Yep. So. yep. Thank you guys. Come Thanks back so on. much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Till next time. Handshake. Handshake. That's right. <laughs> Fist bump. Secret handshake that no one can see because it's so secret. And we're out.